0: Welcome back to Flipping Dreams. This week, you will meet Paul Forchione. He is a motivational life coach that approaches his clients with quite a bit of compassion and really helping them to identify the limiting beliefs that they have that are holding them back so that they can achieve their goals and whatever it is that they're trying to accomplish. Um, he also has a really interesting backstory that makes him uniquely qualified for this work. So I hope you enjoy our chat. And again, you are listening to flipping dreams. How are you? Hey, Paul. Good. How are you?
1: I'm well, thank you very much. Thank you for the opportunity to come on your podcast.
0: Oh my gosh. Thank you. I'm so excited to hear your story and just more about what you do.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it.
0: Awesome. Um, well, let's just dive right in.
1: Okay. Very good.
0: Yeah. Um, I'd love to hear about your journey um, and kind of what brought you. I know you have a podcast, Actions and Limits, and you have a motivation, you're a motivational coach at A Call to Action. Um, mm-hmm. But how did you get there? And I know you have a really interesting backstory, so please share that with us.
1: I do. I do. Okay. So it started for me at birth, like most other people, but for me, I was diagnosed with something called cerebral palsy. And basically what that is at labor, I didn't get enough oxygen to the brain, which can cause paralyzation to one side of the body, could lead to poor speech. And it's a permanent uh, disease, unfortunately. And apparently it was so severe in my case that the doctors told my mom that I would never be able to walk and that I should be uh, used to getting to being in a wheelchair. Well, thank goodness for a great mom. Uh, She didn't take that diagnosis. She got a second, third, fourth, fifth opinion, finally found somebody that was willing to help us. And that's basically where my journey started with my uh, physical, uh, intense physical therapy for the first 10 years of my life. And um, my first break, I don't really remember this, but I was able to walk at three. I defied the doctor and uh, was able to walk, which was my first big feat. Um, I, but I do remember being put in soccer probably around five or six and only being able to run, you know, 25 to 50 yards and feeling kind of defeated that these other kids are running laps around the field and that's all I could do, the pain and everything else. And um, my dad having to tell the coach, hey, he only run to the light post and back. Um, so that was really, really hard. Um, but I did get my second break around when I was six or seven, I got surgery on my right foot to give me a little bit more spring in my step, a little bit more mobility and I didn't test it out yet, but I switched schools around that same time. So I remember my first day of PE physical education, we did our stretches and the teacher said, okay, run a lap. And I'm thinking to myself, here we go again. Everybody's going to see that I can only run so far and the teasing will start, but this time was different. Uh, the 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 moment where I normally have to stop, I was able to keep going, and I'm saying to myself, "Come on, Paul, keep going, buddy, keep going." And I ran the lap with all the other kids on the outside. I kept it cool, but on the inside, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Finally, I just felt like one of the kids. I didn't stand out. So from there, things did get easy, but I wouldn't call them easy. Uh, I changed schools around uh, junior high, which being a new kid in junior high with no disability is tough. But being a new kid with a disability, it's even tougher. It's brutal. And uh, I remember being bullied, teased pretty much every single day.
0: Kids can be uh, so cruel.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And just staying in my room, just crying, going, why me? Why do I have to be different? Why can't I just be one of the other kids? Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, I would say around midway through my eighth grade, I had to take a, a, a test to get in. I went to a Catholic high school. And I had to take an assessment test and I guess it didn't do well on the test or whatever. And the principal told my, told my mom, well, oh, we'll let him into the school, but he's not college material. After one test, they tell me that. So I got that going on. I got, you know, bullying teasing going on. So I was just kind of sick of it. I was just I, I didn't know what to do, and, but I knew that I didn't want to feel uh, this way anymore. I didn't want to feel angry or sad, so I thought to myself, what could I do? So I made a goal for myself. I said, you know what? I want to make my varsity baseball team, so I started playing fall ball, winter ball, spring ball, and if I wasn't doing that, I was throwing a tennis ball against the wall. I was doing that over and over again, and the great thing about when I started this goal and this new mindset, the kids started changing their mindset about me. Instead of uh, bullying and teasing me they actually started rooting for me so it was kind of cool that I changed mm-hmm. my perspective of myself and in turn they changed their perspective about me and I'm happy to say I did make my uh, varsity baseball team my junior and senior year and uh, then went to junior college because I was like you know what I'm gonna I, I, I had another a bone to pick with the principal that said I was not college material right so right, right. I wasn't that great in high school as far as a uh, GP yeah, I I wasn't that great, you know, in school, uh, in high school. But I really stepped up my game in, in junior college. Uh, became a three point five student, which I mean, for some people that's probably low, but for me that was awesome. And then I transferred to uh, Cal State Fullerton, graduated, and I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I'm I'm twenty two, years old. I have no life experiences. So uh, a, a friend of mine said, "Why don't you try getting into the mortgage business?" Because that's what he did. Mm-hmm. And so for Many, many years I was into that and I really really enjoyed it. but then 2008-2009 hit and the economy changed and the government put some uh, stronger regulations on us, which some of it was rightfully so. needed to clean it out a little bit, but some of it some of it might be a little over the top because I remember having to say my mortgage license number every time I talked to a new client. And I was thinking, my, and I could get in trouble if there was a secret shopper and they could report me that I'm not saying my mortgage license number. So instead of listening to what the client's needs were, I was thinking to myself, oh, wait, did I say my mortgage license number? Did I say this? Did I say that? I was hit my, trying to hit my cues rather than listening to what the client actually needed from me. So I was kind of losing my luster for it. And I remember about six years ago, a motivational speaker came to talk to our uh, group, and the guy blew me away. The guy was so awesome. And so I made a point to talk to him after and go, wow, that was such a great, great presentation. And he was very gracious. I picked his brain a little bit. And he said, well, I'm also a life coach. I'm like, life coach? What is that? And so he kind of explained that to me. And I'm like, this is something I might want to get into. So I got my coaching certificate. Started putting out in the universe that that's what I wanted to do. And uh, was doing mortgage and coaching uh, simultaneously. And I made the leap. And now I'm strictly just coaching. So, and I'm here talking to you now.
0: That is so amazing. Wow. Okay. So let me like just rewind a little bit and go back in time to, um, when you were in junior sure. high and you were going through like the, like before you actually started, um, setting your goals and like kind of changing how you saw yourself as well as how other people saw you in high school. But like, um, so during that mm-hmm. whole time, like you're, you're, you must've had a lot of, really good support from your family like it sounds like your mom was really like a champion for you or is a really good champion for you
1: yeah no question i mean <laughs> uh, i wouldn't be able to walk if i wasn't for her right yeah. she was my voice uh throughout you know my childhood and you know there was times you know like when i was playing soccer I, you know after you know a couple practices and only being able to run so far and feeling humiliated i wanted to quit right then and there but my mom said, no, 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 no. You made a commitment. You need to honor your commitment. After the season, if you don't want to play anymore, that's your business. You don't have to, but you need to honor your commitment. So that was instilled with me throughout my life. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of that reason why I wanted to have that goal to come up with a solution, you know, to my problem. Yeah,
0: pop. yeah, I love that because I think that like um – you know, it sounds like when you're telling your story, you're like, um, yeah, I made this goal and then I made it happen and it was tough and everything. But, but the thing is, is that um, I'm sure it wasn't easy the whole time. Right. Like, like there, I'm sure there were times when you were like, I made this goal. Why did I do this? Um, and you had a lot of like second guessing and a lot of limitations to overcome to finally get to the point and reach it. Right. Like, What are some of the things that you told yourself during those times? Because I think that like, first of all, I love the idea that you're like, you have to set a goal because I really believe in this. I think that people have to have a vision to work towards in order to like find the motivation and just the endurance to like get there because like having the idea and actually getting there, all of that in between time is, can be very hard. So um, I don't know what you, what you told yourself during those times um, in between.
1: That's a really good question. Um, I think, you know, when I had those doubts in, in myself, I thought to myself, you know, like with playing baseball in the league and being intimidated by some of these players that were really, really, really good. Um, and in coming home sometimes being like, Oh man, should I be really doing this? But then I would think to myself, then what am else am I going to do? you know what I mean? Like if I, if I quit doing this, I got to find something else. Right. And, and what if that gets hard and I'm going to quit that too. So I thought to myself, well, let's just stick it out. You know what? We'll see what happens. I stopped kind of worrying about what other people were thinking about me and just focusing on me, just, just worrying about what I can control and, and, and not worrying about the outside, uh, you know, distractions that were going on. I think that was the main thing that helped me. was just, you know what they're going to talk they're going to say what you, you know you've been dealing with that i've been dealing with i dealt with that all my life the people were teasing me putting na- negative thoughts in my head so i was used to it so i'm like you know what who cares i mean they, they're going to say it they've been saying it your whole life just keep going mm.
0: and that's so good i mean and it's such a hard thing for us to do especially in this culture i call it a culture of competition and comparison um, where like, you know, everyone is looking to everyone else. We're comparing ourselves. We're measuring ourselves up to other people and other people have completely different stories and completely different resources and completely different lives. And, um, the idea that, you know, there's only one person to do each thing is, is crazy. Like there's, like we all can achieve our dreams. Um, and I, but I, I do think that overcoming when you like I I went through that um, growing up having a lot of bullying Um, and when you go through that it is really hard to overcome that personally and to be able to just see yourself for who you are and really believe in yourself and to continue to just strive for your own vision um, and just not have that interference it's it's tough so I commend you for that that's amazing
1: yeah absolutely you know and like i said i you know there was times where you know like i wanted to pack it in and and, and you know go hide under my pillow but um you know i just thought well what good is that going to do for me long term if that's how my attitude's going to be i mean how am i ever going to grow i mean i i'm saying these things now i mean i'm sure my language was different then you know about how i you know articulated this but um I'm talking to you, you know, uh, from the from the past. There, you know, yeah. now I'm being 40, and having a little bit more perspective on on what I went through. But yeah, I I just think that um, uh, I have a saying now. Uh, if you believe you can achieve, and I think that's kind of what you were just saying. If you really have a, a belief of something, um, and you want to put in the work, because that's very important, right? You need to put in the work. Whenever you do, I mean, people can say, "I want this," "I want that." But if you don't start rolling up your sleeves and really giving it a go, you know, it's not going to happen. And having that growth mindset for when things go wrong, you know, just to take a step back and go, okay, all right, take a breath, Paul, you know, what can I do to get over this wall? You know, sometimes you, you can't make a split decision. It's like like life's going to happen to you. Right. And then sometimes it's going to be really, really tough to deal with. And um, you can't just, you know, you know, make an a, a a irrational decision, sometimes you have to like, you know, let me sleep on it. Let me come up with a plan. Um, but the most important thing is just to breathe and have some self-love to yourself. If you, you know, if you truly, truly love yourself, you'll find a way because you have confidence in yourself that, that you can do amazing things.
0: Yeah. And I think it's also a really good opportunity for us to like, if you don't feel that, then feel that's an opportunity to figure out ways to love yourself even more and to find those people around you who love you and to figure out how to see yourself that way. Because I think that sometimes um, if you're beat down so much over time, it's kind of hard to overcome those voices and that negative self-talk. Like it takes active, like daily, overriding (laughs) you know like you have to actively each day be like that like hear the voice and and counter the negative with the positive until it finally just becomes second nature but um i think that um it's much easier for especially for the perfectionists in uh in the you know that are listening to this and i'm i'm a recovering perfectionist that uh yeah you know we care about what other people think we have a higher level of excellence that we demand from ourselves and we're much more critical of ourselves. And so, um, it's really easy to focus on the negative or the things that are not quite right We're perfect versus just seeing the whole, like pick, you know, seeing the actual gifts that we have to give and just being grateful for having that and doing it. Um, so I think that's really, that's really important to point out. Um, I, but I really love, you know, circling back to this whole idea of like, setting your goal and taking action so part of like flipping dreams like the philosophy that i have is that it's never too late to pivot right like so just because you have a dream and let's say you maybe you maybe you took action on that dream and then it didn't quite work out the way you thought it would or maybe it like like failed miserably and you're like face down in the arena going oops okay now now what you know but um this idea that you can always flip it you can always like pivot and turn it into something different or just let it go and move on to something, you know, something else. But that all of those things take action. Like you can't expect for things, you can't expect for life to just meet you at the door and knock on your door someday (laughs) and just be like, Hey, here's your new life. And you know, it's like, it it really does take a lot of work. Um, And what we see in social media are everyone's perfect moments but to get to the perfect moment, there was a lot of work. There's a lot of, there's a timeline there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And a couple things that that I tell my clients is one is you're, the only person you're in competition with is yourself. So you can't look at social media and say, oh, look how this person's ahead of me or this person, this and that. No, you don't know where their starting point was. You can only worry about what you, what's going on with you. Just worry about you focusing on your journey. And another exercise I teach my clients, especially with the perfectionists, this is something I really do with them, and all of them actually, but this one, especially for perfectionists. When you wake up in the morning, before you grab your phone to check your social media or turn on the television or radio, whatever you do to start your morning routine, take a moment to think about what's going well in your life, what you're grateful for, and focus in on that. And that's a good starting point for your day. And you start focusing in on the positive things that are going on in your day. Like, oh, look it. I just got a an, uh, a free coffee. Now I can go get a free coffee. My day is starting to get better. And you start pointing out all the good things that are going on in your day. Because you could do the opposite way, right? In the negative, right? You could be driving to work and you have a flat tire and say, uh, oh, just my luck. This always happens to me. I always get a flat tire. Yeah, I would always get a flat tire because that's stuff that always happens to me. Bad luck always happens to me bad well, luck always happens to you because you're looking for it you know you can either look for the positive or the negative it's your choice and i choose to look at the positive and that's what i'm uh, teaching my clients to do is focus on the positive because if you focus on the positive you're going to have way more better days than 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 bad days um you know i'm not telling anybody to you know Holding their feelings that they're angry or sad, you know, you're entitled to feel those feelings. We're all human beings; it happens. But there's going to be a time in your life where you're going to be like, I don't want to be angry anymore. I don't want to be sad anymore. And now you're aware that you don't want to feel that way, and now you can change it. And the the, the easiest way to start changing it is focusing in on things that are going right in your life. So um, that that kind of triggered me when you talked about being grateful and, and such and being a perfectionist stuff. So.
0: Yeah, no, that's so good. Um. And I think that, uh, we, um, shoot, I just, well, I had a couple things I wanted to add. Well, like one thing, like going back to the tire, the flat tire, uh, you know, story or idea, um, example, there we go. The flat tire example, um, is that like, instead of focusing on, oh gosh, a flat tire, of course, this is like, you know, this is just par for the course. Um, You could also – you could be focusing on, oh, man, this amazing person stopped and helped me out, and, like, that was so kind, and I got to, like, have my faith restored in humanity that there are really good people out there and that, you know, even though this thing happened, I met this person because of it, or it helped me to take a moment in my day, and I was rushing around anyway, and it gave me a moment to just sit and reflect on, like, take a breather um, or whatever. So, yeah, there's a lot of, like – it's kind of a flipping mentality. It's it's definitely a growth mindset. It's something that like embracing positive is not something that our culture um, has good examples of, but it's something that is so important. Like I, I really do believe that like you can absolutely transform anything if you if it's it's really you have control. You have the control. Um oh, I know what I was gonna say. And if you focus on the negative and the bad and just like this always happens and you think you're protecting yourself by being negative and expecting the worst. You're just, all of that anger and resentment and stuff just builds up and you're just blocking yourself from all the good things. Like you're creating your own barriers.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I also wanted to talk about what you're talking about, um, you know, going after your dreams and pivoting when things, you know, change and such. And, um, you know, that that's important to to remember because, you know, in your 20s, you're going to have different wants and needs to, from your 30s 40s and 50s you're, you're constantly evolving so the things that are important in your life or in your 20s may not be what you're important in your 30s or 40s and and that's great so it's all about constant discovery so if, if that's not what you want to do or pursue anymore then do some discovery find your another passion you want to do i mean you know, the great thing about, uh, you know, technology is people are living longer and longer and longer and, and technology is growing and growing. You're going to have so many more career changes than ever before. And I look at that as the positive. You know, you know, if you're bored about something, oh, you know, what? five years from now, that job's not going to exist. You're going to be doing this. So it's kind of a cool thing that, you know, you know, back, back in the day, you know, people worked, you know, 30 years at the same job the whole time. And that's not the case anymore. You're, you're going to be able to do so many different things. And and it's going to be great because you'll be able to discover different things in your life. So um, the, 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 the main point I want to make is if, if you don't know what your passion is, that's okay. The, the important thing is to keep searching for it because it'll come to you. And it, and it will constantly change. And that's going to be a great thing.
0: Yeah. And I think it's hard. I think the hard part of that is that um... – uh, there is a bit of the unknown uh, you know as you're going through this it's like you don't know where the journey is ending you're just taking the steps along the path and um, and i think for some people it's hard to not have that sense of control um, but once you embrace not knowing and just jumping off the cliff uh, it, it gets easier and that's what i tell people and um, part of why um, i started this podcast was just because I have had a million careers and have jumped off many cliffs, and people think that it's just something I do easily, and it's it's not it's just that um it's just something that because of my life circumstances it was just necessary, and I flexed those muscles more than maybe someone else did and um so I'm trying to help people see that it's not second nat- it's still scary, it's still unknown it's um yeah, but you just keep doing it. And the more you do it, the more you're met on the other side with good things, but you just have to take the action and jump. Um, And so, yeah, I really, I love that idea. And I love the idea too, that we have many dreams and this idea that you're meant to do one thing, like growing up, you know, you could be labeled as like, like I was, I was the ballerina. That was my first career. She's the ballerina. Well, so then all of a sudden that meant, did that mean I couldn't become a musician or a software engineer or all the things that I am now. No. You know, but at the time, when you grow up, you have this identity that is placed on you. And um I think that hopefully with technology, like you're saying, like people are starting to see that they don't have to stay in one one identity, one box, that they can try other things and and just try it out and see if they like it. I mean, that's how I got became an engineer. I did some coding online. I did some investigation. I did a boot camp and I thought oh, okay, I do like this. I mean, I would never have thought I would like computer science and uh, software engineering at all, like growing up. But now, I mean, this is what I do. So um, yeah, so I think that reminding folks that it's just the let your curiosity drive, right?
1: Yeah, and and it's all about the the actual journey. It's not normally the destination because like you said, we just constantly pivot. It's enjoying the presence, enjoying the now. I mean, I use this analogy of time when kids are building with their Legos, they're enjoying the moment of building the Legos. You know, they, might, they may enjoy showing their, their parents what they built, but the most fun they're having is actually when they're building the Legos, and that's what we need to do is we are building the Legos. This is our journey, and we need to enjoy now. So you being a software engineer, you're enjoying the journey right now because you discovered that this is something you like to do. And you wouldn't have done that if you didn't enjoy the the present time of trying it out. And so so much in our lives, we're thinking about the past and the future, and we we, we don't focus on the now. I don't know. Did you see the uh, that the Mister Rogers uh, movie with Tom Hanks recently?
0: Not yet. Thank you for reminding me of that. I need to see it. Uh, yeah, I haven't.
1: Okay, so well, I'm not. I won't give any the story away. But I'm pretty much you know what the story is, but. It, uh, basically, a, a writer had to how to do an interview with him, an exclusive with him, and a lot of stuff was going on in his life. He was going through divorce, you know, dealing with his kids, and he really really wasn't really focused in on Mr. Rogers. Didn't really know the depth of Mr. Rogers. And the first time they had a conversation, you saw the the uh, the writer, and he's on the phone, just you know, uh, distracted, trying to do other things while he's talking to Mr. Rogers and Mr. Rogers is talking while he's just moving around, and Mr. Rogers says to him, he goes, the most important thing I'm doing right now is talking to you, and I just thought that was so powerful, that he was in the moment, he was in the moment talking with you. That was the most important thing. That wasn't the most important thing to the recorder at the time, because he was focused on other stuff, and I just think, so how powerful that is, is to focus in on what you're doing right now. Because if you do that, you're going to be more productive at work. You're going to be more present for your friends and family. And more importantly, you're going to feel better on the inside.
0: Oh yeah, totally. Such a great reminder. And um, one of my, uh, an interview that hasn't aired yet um, with this lovely lady, she was talking about that same thing about how like, how beautiful it is to be in these moments. And like, like right now, here we are uh, you get to meet, you know, I'm so grateful for this podcast that I get to meet complete strangers and have these amazingly inspiring conversations. And we have these moments that we share and it's like right now, <laughs> it's just being in the moment. Um, so it's really, it's really special. And I think that it is really easy to get caught up in the past or in like setting goals for the future. I also think that's one of the hard things about setting goals is that, if you set a goal then you're constantly thinking okay i gotta reach this i gotta reach this and it's sometimes that you fast forward and you're not actually present in the steps that you're in right now to get to that goal
1: yeah absolutely uh, when i feel like when you set a goal it should be something that you enjoy that you, so you should enjoy doing the journey right i mean a lot of times people are set these goals that they don't even want to do like i got I a friend who wanted to be a lawyer. And I, I didn't even think he liked law, but, you know, because he thought he wanted to be a lawyer. And it's like, no, you, you, you don't want to even do it. Just, I think you think that that's what your parents want you to do or, or whatnot, but you're not really enjoying it. So why are you doing it? You should do what you want to do, because I'm not saying that everything in your journey is going to be sunshine and roses, but you have to at least enjoy it uh, most of the time, because if you don't, then what's the point of doing it? Because on the, on the times that you want to quit, if it's something you really want to do, you're going to find a way over it because you enjoy it so much. If it's something you really don't want to do and you, you get a wall, you're going to be like, well, forget this. This is too hard or I don't even want to do it anyway. So it's important when you set your goals, it's something you truly want to do. And, it, and if you, don't, and you set a goal and you decide this is not what you want to do, great, that's fine. You tried it. You don't have any regrets. You went for it. Now you'll try something new. And and that's the most important thing.
0: I think too, like um, economics comes into this. Uh, At least for for me in my life with my dreams, um, I've always had like a dual track where there's like, the, the work responsibilities and the goals in that to make a certain amount of money to pay for bills and things. Um, and then there's all of my creative pursuits, which generally don't make any money. And so um, trying to do both of those at the same time and making sure you find that balance to having the time to do all the things and take care of all of, you know, being present for all of those, you know, different roles and hats. And sometimes that can be really, It can be really hard. I know some people are able to just take a leap and go completely into one or the other. Um, that's not something I've been really able to do in my life yet. Um, and so I feel like, um, I don't know. I don't know if you have any encouragement for that sort of situation where it's like you're, uh, uh, you know, I'm sure there's plenty of people who are doing, like they're they're in, they're only able to invest in their dream or passion projects part time uh, while they're doing their other things and whether that's because they have family or they have you know another job or whatever, um, I still feel like it's really important, and I feel like at some point perhaps you're able to shift more energy and time into the areas that you really want but um but it's hard. it's kind of hard to balance.
1: Yeah, I know what you're talking about, especially with people who have a family and kids and, you know, paying for college or, or what have you. They can't just straight up quit their job and move away or, or what have you. That, that, you know, just that's just not, you know, feasible. But you can come up with a plan. And I always tell people, come up with a plan, write it down, put it to paper, and then it, communicate it with your spouse. You know, if you have a family, communicate with your spouse. What your plan is because if you just go to your spouse and say oh I want to be an astronaut just you know, out of the blue your, your spouse is gonna be like taken back like what are you talking about you know like uh, we, we need to talk about this more but if you say I want to be an astronaut and I did some research this X Y and Z they're gonna feel a little bit more comfortable with your, your, your decision because you actually have some some uh, you have a plan in place you have some sort of a plan Um, So I think that that, that's so important. I think that, you know, I I never want anybody just to with, you know, just jump off, just to jump off, you know, discover it a little bit, you know, you can do some back work before you actually, you know, do the full jump off. You can, you know, investigate if this is something you want to do. And if it is, then start coming up with a plan, put it to paper, put it in your computer, however you do it, put it in your phone, and then just kind of keep going with it over and over again until you perfect it. And then at that, and at some point you will have to jump off, but at least you're not making a rash decision. You're, you're, you're doing some research on it and it's something that you feel like you really want to do. And I think that is, that's the important thing, and especially if you have a family and bills to pay for and mortgages and stuff like that, it's, it's very, very important that you do a little bit more research on something like that if you're going to make some sort of real uh, career shift.
0: Or yeah, or just figuring out like how you're going to shift your priorities. Like I think a lot of people have been saying that I've interviewed to talk about five years, like the five year vision or view. And, um, I don't know why it's five years, but it just is. Um, so this idea that like, you know, five years from now, where do you want to be? And then like, what steps are you going to take now to get there? Um, whether it's like, okay, I'm going to pay off, all of you know x amount of debt a month to get to that five-year goal or i'm going to learn or train in this new thing that i want to do and investigate that um, and then five years from now this is going to be where hopefully i'll end up but like that will constantly change you'll constantly be reevaluating like i i have like a vision statement and a plan but i'm constantly like probably monthly having a retro with myself on like what's working what's not working what do I need to change? Is this still on track and in line with my vision of myself and where I want to be? If it's not, then I need to make some changes. And is this still on track with that five-year like view? Um, and so I, I do think it's something that is constantly evolving and kind of goes back to that whole growth mindset that you were talking about
1: earlier yeah I mean I, I like five year plans and I don't like five year plans. I like five year plans because I mean it keeps you keeps you focused on something, but I don't like five year plans sometimes because I, I don't want it to intimidate people like I don't want to say to my clients, what do you want to do in five years because then that puts them down like oh man I, I, I should have thought about that. no, I mean it, it's okay. I mean, I think it's okay I, want, I think you should just set goals goals for yourself first and and figure it out I mean, five years, you know, you could be a totally different person. So I, I think uh, of it, you know, depending on the type of person that you are, you know, yeah, if you want to set a five year goal, do it. But I think it's just case by case on how you want to do it. And and there, another, another reason why I don't like the five year plan is like, what, you know, I I don't want, what would it take for somebody to feel, oh, I didn't hit what I wanted to hit in five years and I'm a horrible person. No, things happen. So I, I think that it's good to have, you know, maybe a five-year plan if it's to keep you on track, but I think it should be very loose. I don't think it should be, Oh, you know what? I'm going to have a $2 billion. I'm going to have three kids. I'm going to be living on the ocean. You know, I guess if that's really, really what you want to do, then, then let's do it. But I mean, I don't feel like that's a necessary thing to have.
0: I like that. I like your perspective on that. It's a, it's a little bit kinder. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Um, so, so tell me, tell me a little bit about then your coaching and kind of what are your clients like, um, and like, what are some of the things that you, you help your clients with?
1: Well, uh, all my clients are, are, are amazing people and they're going to be doing amazing. They're already doing amazing things and, and they're awesome people. And they're just, you know, people just trying to do different things. I got i got clients that want to focus on moving up in their company and we, we figure out ways to do that. And, you know, so maybe we'll think about pivoting to another, another uh, company to help them move up. Other people, you know, I, you know what, the, the, the amazing thing about what I've learned about coaching, a lot of people don't want advice. They don't, they, they already know what they want to do. They already know everything they want to do. It's not about giving advice. It's about listening and giving them empathy. And being a sounding board, and keeping them focused on their goals, and keeping them motivated, and, and being being that cheerleader to uh, to pull them up. I remember having a conversation with one of my clients a couple months ago, and uh, I could tell by her voice that she was down. And I'm thinking to myself, oh no, this is going to be a this is going to be a hard call. And um, you know, so I let her go and vent and tell her tell me what was going on what was going on. And I was writing down notes. Let her let her vent, go, go, go. And after she was done venting, I I read off the positive things that she was doing. She wasn't looking at that. She was looking at all the negative things that was going on. And I, I reminded her all the positive things that was going on in that in that story that she was telling me. And she she was like, Wow, I didn't realize that. I didn't think about that. And I'm not saying by the end of the call that uh, she was doing backflips or any of that nature, but you could tell that her voice was much different from the from the start to the end, and 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 I thought that was a win just because of that point. So.
0: Oh yeah, no, that's amazing, and I think you hit the nail on the head with like what most people are needing is to be heard, and that that level of empathy when you are doing any dream work, when you are doing anything that's has any relative risk. And anything you do that you really care about can be very risky um, and just makes you vulnerable. And unfortunately, you know, it's not easy work. It's not something that like, oh, I have the strength to do this and it's all going to come through. I mean, this is not a Disney movie. Um, our lives, you know, we have a lot of obstacles, physical, mental, otherwise. Um, we have limited resources, most of us. And it can be just downright difficult. There are weeks when you just have, you question everything that you're doing and why you're putting the energy into it because you're not seeing the, the, you know, you're not seeing the, the result that you were expecting. And I think that, um, having that like sounding board, having someone that's in your corner, that's going, no, 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 hang on. This is not all bad. This is good. Focus on the things that are good. Focus on the little things. It might just be one or two things a day, but you're on your way. You're doing it. You're, there. you know, you're on track. Um, And that, that can be just so validating. And just so that that's something that I think we all need at some point in our lives when we're doing this. That's really awesome. Yeah, especially
1: when you're, especially if you're on this journey, a lot of times you're you're alone on it, right? Even with your family, because it's your it's your passion, it's your goal. So a lot of times it's you're in your own head, and to have somebody just focusing in on you, on what you're trying to do, it's very very in, in, empowering. I, I mean, I have a coach for myself where I talk about my goals and I want my wants, and I feel so. So good when i have somebody to listen to me that i that, that i'm not being judged and that's that's the thing that i'm big on when i when i talk to people that i'm not coming from a from a place of judgment i'm coming from a place of helpfulness so that you could just say whatever you're going to say and feel free that i that you're that you're in a space where you're not going to be judged i think that's extremely important i want to set that that vibe up for for my clients that you can just say whatever you want to say. And it's going to, it's going to stay between me and you. Unless you, you're thinking about hurting yourself or hurting somebody else, then I will, then I will speak up. But, but other than that, for the most part, you know, this conversation is one-on-one and that's not as far as it goes.
0: That is so great. And so do most people do like one-on-one sessions with you? Is it like weekly over Zoom or something or how, yeah, how can people get, you know, and also please tell me how people can get in touch with you.
1: Yes, thank you. Um, yeah, so most of it's through Zoom. Some people don't like to do Zoom. They want to do it over the phone, so whatever their, their comfort level is. Uh, I have different programs, so I have, I have uh, a program where it's um, 12 to six months where we have two sessions a month, but you're able to email or text me throughout the, uh, throughout the month if you have any questions or concerns to help you out that way. Or you can do month to month if you would just kind of want to try it out and see and I also do before I, we, I take on a new client. I always do a free session. To make sure that we're on the same page that it's going to work that I, I can tell them what I, I'm willing to give to them and So they can know that this is what you're going to get from me and if that's going to work. Let's go. If not, then that's okay. You know part part, part ways Um but the easiest way to get a hold of me is through my website. It's a call to action coach. It has my cell phone on it, so um, you can either make an appointment on the website. But some people just want to call me and set up an appointment that way. That's fine. I want to make it as easy as possible for anybody to get a hold of me. So if you're a person that wants to set up an appointment through the website, you can do that. Or you can just call me and we can set up an appointment that way. Um, I have, uh, I'm a Facebook account called a Call to Action, where I have different videos that, that I put out there, insp- inspirational videos. Like you said, I have a podcast called Actions and Limits, where you know where our, our, our goal with that is if you believe you can achieve, and that's kind of the, the, the theme of our, our podcast. Uh, but those are the ways to get a hold of me.
0: That's awesome. And are you finding right now with everything that's happened since March, I guess it's been uh, with the quarantine and then just everything going on, are you finding that um, you're getting more clients or more people are interested in like pursuing or more curious about making changes and, and like focusing more on their passions?
1: Yeah, I feel that uh, the curiosity is there now with uh, coaching. I think coaching is really picking up. I think a lot of people, it used to be, you know, as early as four or five years ago, there was a negative connotation to life coaching, mindset coaching, whatever you want to call it, because they felt it was a a weakness. But uh, I've been trying to preach, and I know a lot of other coaches are trying to preach, it's not a weakness, it's a strength. Um, matter of fact, when I, when I talk to people, you know, on the street and they say, Oh, I have a coach, I think, wow, you got a leg up. You know something. And, and, uh, I, I look at it that way. Now, you know, I'm biased because I am a coach. That's what I do. But I, I, even if that coach, they're not coaching for me, but I just think that it's great that they, they have the, the awareness to have a coach so they can get themselves to that next level at a, at a faster pace. So I think that is huge. And I think as time goes on, you're gonna see more and more coaching just because people are gonna see the benefit of it because it, it truly is a, is a great benefit. You can't put a price on your, your happiness, you really can't. I think that is, that is the pursuit, right? The, the pursuit of happiness, that's a, that's a huge thing. And I, and I think with, with life coaching and, and being able to have that, have that person in your corner, that advocate is, is huge.
0: It's so true. And, you know, it's interesting because I remember um, in many of my pivot situations and career changes over the years, um, like 20 years ago, I I needed a life coach, but it wasn't something that was so, there weren't, it was difficult to find someone. Um, It was just, it was kind of a rare thing to find someone and it was difficult to try to arrange. And of course, we didn't have the technology that we have today with Zoom and everything. So um, I feel like now, what, how awesome it is to be living in this day and age right now. I mean, certainly there's things that are negative we can focus on, but the positive is that we have ways to connect with people all over, not only this country, but the world. And we have so many people that are now amazing coaches and are doing this work to help us reach our dreams and live our best lives. Um, and I think that that's like, that's amazing because, because I think also what, people used to use their friends or family for sounding boards and you're not always getting, um, an objective, or an encouraging you know not everyone has that person in their life that's like going to cheer them on in fact a lot of people have people in their life that are telling them they can't do things so um the idea that you can actually find someone like you who is going to be that champion who's like no I'm in your corner and I'm going to t- to be a partner with you while you take action in your life um and we're going to do this together and I think that that is so powerful and so important
1: yeah, I, I, you made a great point about, you know, going to friends and family, and sometimes you're not getting the, the you know, the, the advice that you're looking for. Um, and you get, and, and that's true, I mean, and, but you also have to look at that, that a lot of times they're coming from a caring place. They're not trying to be hurtful. So you kind of have to give them a break on that. Like, you know, they're just trying to look out for you. They think they're, doing, they're looking out for the best interests. But it's you as the individual Go, you know what, thank you, thank you for your concern, but I'm still going to move forward. Especially when you tell your friends and family of a lofty goal, right? I mean, because, you know, you're going to, if you set a goal high enough, you're going to struggle. And, and so your family doesn't want to see you have pain. They want you to keep you safe. So sometimes you just got to say, you know what, thank you for caring, but I still got to, I still got to march forward. And like you said, the coach is probably the best way to do that because that's, that's what they're there for. They're trying to uh, break your limited beliefs. And, and that's, that's the name of the game. We need to break our limit beliefs. We have this dialogue that we have with ourselves that we would never say to our worst enemies, but we say to ourselves all the time. And we need to break that because we are, we have such talent inside of us. We all have some unique abilities and it's up to us to find what they are and share it with the world.
0: Mm, yes. Yes. And yes. i love that. Um, did you have a chance to think of your favorite quote uh, to share with, um, with listeners?
1: Yes. Yes. It's a, a quote that I say all the time. I actually have it on a t-shirt. If you believe you can achieve.
0: Awesome. Yes. I love that. Um, i is there anything else that we haven't talked about that you'd like to share? Because I feel like we have kind of touched on everything. No problem. I think we covered
1: everything. I think we covered everything. We, we went the whole gamut. So I think, yeah, I think that, uh, I, I think your viewers know a lot of what I do and what I'm about.
0: That is awesome. And again, like, um, thank you for not only existing, but like overcoming your limitations and your. In your life to help other people ultimately live their best lives. I mean, what a great story and what a reminder that it really, you know, when we have that voice in our head that says, well, we can't do this because of X, Y, and Z there, you're just a, you're a model of, it doesn't matter what the limitation is. Like you can literally achieve your best life. Don't hold yourself back, find the resources, reach out, get curious because it's your life, right? Like what a shame to not live your life fully.
1: That's, that's it. Right. We we only have one life, right? So we might as well make it the best that we can. Right. And enjoy it. And then be present. And that's, that's what's about being present and you know, your, your journey.
0: That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Paul. I've had such a great time chatting with you and, um, I'm going to share all of your information and links in the show notes. um, And I'm just grateful that we had a chance to connect and I'll definitely be in touch with you in the future.
1: Great. I I can't wait. And thank you so much for the platform to share my story with your audience. And hopefully if I can help out one person, I've done my job. That's
0: awesome. I hope you enjoyed this chat that I had with Paul. It was super inspirational and motivational for me. I hope you feel the same way. Uh, You can Access all of the ways to reach Paul in the show notes. And uh, again, I hope that you tune in next week for another inspirational conversation that will empower you to remember it's never too late to transform your past and empower your future. Thank you so much for listening to Flipping Dreams.